welcome to the second in a series of special REIT report podcasts on how REIT-based investment can deliver access to a 21st century real estate portfolio. I'm Meredith Despin, Senior Vice President of Investment Affairs and Investor Outreach for NEREIT. Joining me for a discussion on the role of REITs in portfolio completion strategies is Matt Ritter. Matt is Senior Research Consultant with NEPC. Welcome, Matt, and thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Meredith. Pleasure to be here. Matt, what what I'd like to get your perspective on is the growing interest we've heard in our conversations with investors, like pension funds, around the idea of using REITs as a way to complement and complete their current real estate portfolios. But before we do, to start us off, I think it would be helpful if you could tell us about NEPC and the type of work you do. Yeah, of course. Uh, NEPC is an independent investment consultant and private wealth advisor. Today, we have nearly 400 retainer clients, which represent collectively about $1.1 trillion in total assets. These clients include public pensions, corporate pensions, endowments, foundations, healthcare groups, and private wealth, among other client types. We have consulting teams that are organized by client type, but believe that we're unique in our research-driven approach, as we have a nearly 60-person dedicated research team which works across all clients and client types. Wow. Uh, So you mentioned that what sets NEPC apart is your research-driven approach. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that group is structured and the role it plays in, in NEPC's process? Sure. The research team is organized by focus area. We have a marketable securities team, which covers long only equity and credit strategies, as well as hedge funds, a private equity and private credit team, and a real assets team, as well as dedicated asset allocation and portfolio construction teams. The research teams have really multiple responsibilities, but the three primary roles that we serve are forming top-down views of the market, identifying best-in-class investment managers and strategies, and then working with our clients and consulting teams to help build investment plans and ultimately implement these ideas. I myself am a member of the real assets research team, and my specific focus is on private real estate. But in addition to this team organization, we also have what we call beta groups, and I lead the real assets beta group. The beta group includes a cross-section of the research team and is really focused on forming those top-down views on the market and, and implementation recommendations. For example, in this case, talking about real estate, the beta group will look at both public and private market data and will also incorporate NEPC's broader asset allocation assumptions for things like interest rates or inflation. We believe that this approach provides better perspective when forming our top-down views and also means that our implementation recommendations can span across public and private markets as well as across debt, equity, and hybrid strategies. Thanks, Matt. You mentioned the Real Assets Beta Group. It would be great if you could share with us some insights on how NEPC is thinking about real estate in particular and its role within client portfolios. Yeah. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we have a pretty diverse client base. And so we don't believe that real estate should be a one-size-fits-all portfolio. Uh, Real estate really can serve different roles in the portfolio depending on a client's needs or objectives. 
you know, clients have varying risk tolerances and liquidity needs, for example, and, and really just different overall objectives. For example, in some cases, a real estate allocation is intended to provide inflation hedging or income generating properties, while for other clients, the focus may be just on total return. Uh, so we, we'd really try to incorporate all of these factors and understanding the client's objectives when discussing real estate portfolio construction with our clients. And what are some of the challenges that that you're seeing your clients facing in their real assets portfolios today? Well, clients are facing challenges really in their broader portfolio. These vary by client, but many are searching for durable income given the historically low yields that we're seeing. This is particularly true for those clients with net outflows, such as those making payments to beneficiaries. At the same time, though, clients are, of course, still trying to maximize total return, too. These broader challenges do impact the real assets portfolio, but you know there are also more acute challenges within real estate specifically. A lot of institutional investors have historically accessed real estate through the private markets. Much of this exposure tends to be in the four main property types, office, apartments, retail, and industrial. Now, in past cycles, such as following the global financial crisis, these property types moved somewhat in parallel. There was always some cyclicality, but economic growth tended to benefit all real estate to some degree. Today, however, we're seeing a pretty wide range of returns and expectations by property type. This is a trend that was evident prior to the pandemic, but has really accelerated over the past year. So I think a lot of investors are looking at their portfolio today and they're concerned about their exposure to traditional office and retail assets in particular. And frankly, you know, with good reason. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty in, uh, in those markets. So I think that's a challenge we're hearing from a lot of clients, both what's the future of my existing portfolio look like, but also where should I be looking to allocate capital going forward? How does NEPC help its clients work through some of these challenges that you've just, uh, you've just gone through with us? Sure. Well, despite those concerns, uh, it's really not all doom and gloom for real estate. Yes, there are some segments of the market that are facing headwinds, but the good news is there are many areas that we still think are attractive today. Things like data centers, life science, self-storage, medical office, and, and other property types. These are areas that are benefiting from strong demand tailwinds today, and in many cases have demand drivers that are delinked from general economic growth, which means they should provide added diversification benefits. There are several implementation options here, of course, and you know we're continuing to evaluate both private core and opportunistic funds in these areas. In fact, you know these segments are perhaps unsurprisingly increasing in popularity among private real estate managers. But the reality is that in most cases, we're still probably many years away from having a meaningful allocation in most private investments. Meanwhile, about half of the REIT market cap in the U.S. is already in these so-called alternative property types. Therefore, we think there's an opportunity to have REITs complement an existing private real estate portfolio by providing exposure to these property types. And as a result, we're seeing increased interest in completion strategies, that is specifically adding exposure to these alternative property types through REITs to augment existing private core real estate portfolios. Let's talk some more about how REITs complement traditional real estate portfolios. You, you've certainly talked about these alternative property types, but are there other reasons that REITs might be included in a real estate portfolio? There are many reasons an investor may consider investing in REITs. 
But speaking specifically to you know how else they can complement existing private real estate, I think there's there's a couple things. REITs can allow a client that is under allocated to real estate achieve their target allocation more quickly. REITs can also provide added liquidity to the portfolio given that they're publicly traded. Now, at NEPC, we don't believe that REITs should strictly serve as a funding source for private real estate, but they can help to meet day-to-day liquidity needs. And the final thing I'll mention is something called temporal diversification, which is a fancy way of saying that private real estate returns tend to lag public market returns, meaning that while REITs and private real estate behave similarly over the long term, they don't always move in lockstep over shorter time periods. So by having exposure to both, you can help to smooth out some of that short-term volatility. Got it. Got it. So, so now let's let's focus in a little bit more on the idea of portfolio completion strategies. And when you begin your work with a client that's interested in exploring that idea, what are some of the initial questions that need to be answered? Yeah. So the first two questions, really, I'd say, you know, what role do you want real estate to play in your portfolio? As I mentioned earlier, it's not a one-size-fits-all answer, so you kind of just need to take a step back, understand what exactly you're trying to achieve with the real estate portfolio, and, and just making sure you keep that in mind as you explore some of these options. And then the second thing, just you know, simply, does your governance structure or the investment policy statement allow for REITs in the real estate allocation? And so then once you get beyond sort of those initial questions, what, what do you see are some of the, the key decisions that need to be made along the path to implementation of a, of a REIT portfolio completion strategy? There are a few key implementation questions. First and foremost, what property types do you want exposure to and, and how should they be weighted? You know, every client is going to have a different starting point. So the first question should probably be identifying specifically what segments you want want to add exposure to. The second, do you want active or passive management? When it comes to REITs, we prefer active management, but passive is also an option. You can actively choose the property types that you want exposure to and then hire a manager to passively invest into those specific segments. I'd say those are probably the two biggest implementation questions, but there are, of course, other you know sort of operational decisions like determining a rebalancing policy, selecting a benchmark, and things like that. And are there any challenges that clients might face in trying to implement a portfolio completion strategy? Well, the idea of a completion strategy is is a relatively new one. And several of these property types that we're talking about, these alternative property types, have experienced meaningful growth in recent years. So while that, while it objectively makes sense to allocate here, there's just not always as much long-term data to lean on. So clients may run into some challenges if they're trying to run back tests and sensitivity analyses and things like that. It's not impossible. There just may be some limitations that clients should be aware of. The second thing I'll mention is that you know investment managers are increasingly thinking about solutions here, but the customized nature of the strategy, as I said earlier, every client's going to have a different starting point, means that the best option may not always be an off-the-shelf fund product. 
Finally, Matt, uh, maybe to wrap up, it sounds like reinvestment strategies can help address several real estate portfolio challenges. And yet, allocations to REITs realistically within pension portfolios have historically been relatively low. Do you think this is changing? And what do you see are the key drivers for this change? You're right about uh, many pension plans and, and other institutional investors have not historically been allocating to REITs, at least not within their real estate portfolio. But I do think that's changing. I think that investors are continually evolving in how they think about the exposures that they, that they want and how best to implement them. That's really the goal of our beta group structure at NEPC, to always consider different ways to access a market segment or thinking about how to implement a view on a market. And looking to the future, we think that REITs present an opportunity to address some challenges that many investors may be facing in their real estate portfolio, most notably liquidity concerns that they might be having. And of course, a desire to access some alternative property types that have long-term, strong, secular tailwinds. Matt, thank you so much for sharing your insights into how NEPC works to address clients' real estate portfolio management challenges and into how REITs can help address those challenges and position their portfolios for the future. And thanks also to you, our podcast listeners. For more news and analysis of REITs and listed real estate, please visit Mayreit's website, REIT.com.